0: yeah all right well what's up everybody grim green back here today thank you so much for joining me again welcome back to tuesday bro tuesday you know this tuesday bro tuesday it used to be a live call-in show believe it or not i had people calling on phone lines and we were taking questions and it was just it was a it was a magical few weeks there magical few weeks there and i often fantasize frequently, daytime, daydreaming about maybe someday bringing back that live call-in show because man, that was just a lot of fun. And it might go back to that someday, but for now, for now we're scrapping the playbook. We're throwing everything out the window. No more live call-in show, but we're here. And we're here to talk about some news items of the day. Happy Super Tuesday to everybody. Tibetan throat singing. I don't know what that means, light bearer, but I appreciate you throwing that out there. Uh, welcome Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. It's a uh, today is Super Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday today, which is a big day in you know the Democratic sort of uh, presidential candidacy that we've been that we've been seeing the dog and pony show of happening played out on the media for the last I don't know. Seems like forever, doesn't it? Seem like we're always in some sort of Weird election cycle like oh no it's the primaries you know it's the primaries now Super Tuesday and it's like we, we have a president for four years but we spend three years electing him Um, the funny thing is okay first of all stay hydrated hydro homies the, the funny thing is I knew that today was Super Tuesday and I really wanted to just call today Super Tuesday Bro Tuesday I couldn't I couldn't pass up using Super Tuesday, bro. Tuesday, Super Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. I just couldn't pass that up. And the funny thing is, we're not even really going to be talking about. Uh, we're not really going to be talking about anything that has to do with uh, with Super Tuesday. Although, if you're if you're out there and you're voting today, good on you. Hope everybody's voting today. Uh, it's Super Tuesday. We're gonna. We might be able to figure out later this evening. As I said, no nothing's nothing's being reported yet. All all that's out there is uh speculation on who is going to be uh you know the Democratic nominee for the 2020 presidential race. What's up to you Peter? I see you in chat. What's up my man? I there's so I have so many I have so many thoughts and speculations as to what's going to happen. I can't I'm just really excited. I, I don't really have a, a, a dog in, in this particular race as far as who the Democratic candidate is, you know. I have, I have some ideas, like I, it could be Bernie, right? I feel like Bernie is a strong contender. I do feel like, unfortunately, I unfortunately feel like Biden is gaining a lot of traction right now, and Biden is kind of just a mess I don't like Biden at all and I think the only people, I think the only reason, I might have mentioned this in the podcast recently as well, I think the only reason that people really start loving on Joe Biden is because of his like proximity, to Obama, which was over, you know, Obama was overwhelmingly loved, not necessarily his policies. He did keep kids in cages at the border in case anybody was curious, but people just loved Obama. And I think people like Biden because of his like once proximity to Obama. We People kind of look at Biden and go, well, he's a little bit more moderate of a dem there, isn't he? And he used to be friends with that other guy I liked, Obama. All right, Joe Biden. I'm going to be shocked. I, I don't even know what to feel. Yeah, exactly. Creepy, touchy, feely Biden. Biden is gross. Biden, in my opinion, I mean, just as an, ex- an objective third party, Biden is on a creepy factor that is f- way higher, far higher than Donald Trump. Donald Trump said some pretty stupid, gross, stupid things grabbing by women's and such and being a, being a general kind of shit bag, just a general kind of total piece of shit. Biden is, is creepier on, on another, on another different, different level. Yeah. Bernie's for government control. I kind of see, here's the thing is I try not to be a, a centrist. I try not to be a centrist. I feel like you do need to pick a side, although you see like, just craziness from both sides, right? You look at the left and you're like, what are you doing? And then you look over to the right and you go, what are you guys doing? You both just seem so insane to me. Just, you know, I, I he, I, my big government is gonna be better than his big government. You know, we all want the same thing. We all want the best society, right? But my way is better. My way is better than that guy's, that guy's way. The big government that I want is gonna be way better than the big government that that he wants. You you both kinda of want the same thing. You want control, you want big government. Trump is grosser than Biden. Not that Biden isn't creepy as fuck though. Here's the thing. This is a weird thing to be discussing. Who's the who's the creepiest presidential candidate? Decision 2020. Pum 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 pum. Well, welcome back, everybody. Tonight we're trying to decide who the creepiest presidential candidate is we're torn right now between donald j trump and joe biden keeping in mind that joe biden does actually like to just grab people touch them hug them kiss them gets really weird and touchy with women and like weird and touchy with young teenage girls just really weird and creepy say what you will uh i think that's creepier than uh than donald trump is don't get me wrong they're both creepy They're both kind of creepy, gross people. Kind of gross, creepy, gross people. Stay hydrated. Hydro homies. So yeah, Super Tuesday's happening today. I'm just on the edge of my seat. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Just waiting to see. Just waiting to see because I feel like something shocking is going to happen. I feel like this is going to be one of those shocking things that happen. If we have to watch Bernie Sanders announce like a Bloomberg candidacy. And that's the thing is Bloomberg doesn't have enough. I don't think Bloomberg has enough momentum to go the distance. I don't think he really has a chance, but I do think, I do think he might do okay on, on super Tuesday. And I believe that Biden can kind of give the delegates that he wins. Not, not Biden. I'm sorry. Bloomberg. If Bloomberg doesn't get the nomination, he can give, or he can give delegates that he's acquired to, uh, to, other, to other candidates, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know what? You know, the uh, plenty of Libertarian candidates available, David. Plenty of Libertarian candidates available. You know what? I, look, you gotta vote your hopes. You have to vote your hopes. If, if someone in this presidential race embodies your hopes, vote for them vote your hopes bloomberg is just buying what i believe bloomberg is doing is essentially just i don't know if he's trying to buy the election but it sure does seem like it he's certainly spending mountains millions of yeah i agree michelle millions of dollars millions of dollars buying every ad that i think exists i click i'm on hulu and i see I see Bloomberg ads. I'm watching Tubi TV. I see Bloomberg ads. I'm watching live TV. see Bloomberg ads. I'm on YouTube. Bloomberg ads everywhere. Bloomberg paid influencers, Fuck Jerry and Tank Sinatra and all these guys on Instagram to promote Bloomberg, to kind of make, you know, normalize Bloomberg a little bit. You see, you know, you first see Bloomberg and you're just so taken aback. You're just like, Jesus, what is this Muppet creature? And then you hear him talk and you're like, Jesus Christ, what are you? They're trying to make Bloomberg relatable. You know, when fuck Jerry on Instagram, big meme account is like, oh, Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg's great and funny and he paid me to do this. He paid me to do this. Good Lord, could you imagine nothing, nothing would be more american i don't i can't think of anything that would be more american than in the 2020 presidential election having a, a billionaire versus a billionaire like that just that speaks volumes volumes to this constitutional republic imagine trump versus bloomberg imagine having to decide between a billionaire that you hate and another billionaire that you hate Imagine trying between between a racist billionaire and an, and a racist billionaire. God, I'm just kidding. I'm not throwing stuff out there. It just seems uh, just seems so American to me. Well, your choice is a billionaire, a terrible billionaire person who grabs women by the pussy, or. This weird other Muppet billionaire who's a very, 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 very racist, stop and frisk, stuff like that. Those are your two choices. Sorry. Two ship bags. Pick one. (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) Ridiculous. So, yeah, even though this is called Super Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. Sorry, I got a little bit off track, though. So, even though this is called Super Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, I'm just here to wish you a happy Super Tuesday. And we're really not going to be talking about... uh, we're not really going to be talking about Super Tuesday. Joe Biden tried to get on the Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan wouldn't have him. Look, Joe Rogan's hard to get on. I'm not surprised. I tried to get on. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I tried to get on Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan wouldn't have me either. So you know, nuts to Joe Rogan. Can Joe Biden barely? Joe Biden barely gets a sentence out. Joe Biden barely can string together a sentence and it gets worse the longer that he's up there the longer that he was up there on that democratic stage during the debate it just it was like worse and worse and worse and one thing and I think I mentioned this in the podcast last week if you haven't checked out the Culture Club's podcast last week we talked about the democratic uh the last democratic debate that was in the Carolinas but Bloomberg took like a full minute and a half I think to kind of just roast the rest of the panel. I think I mentioned this on the podcast, but they asked a question, Bloomberg gave an answer, and then there was like this slight pause. Like nobody really said anything. Nobody on the stage said anything, and none of the announcers on TV said anything. So Bloomberg like takes this opportunity, he's like, no, 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 if I can have a second, if I can have the floor here for a second, and he just, burns the rest of the panel. He's like, I'm surprised that anybody else decided to even show up tonight because I did so well in the last debate that I'm surprised that anybody even showed up tonight to debate me. And then there was just like this weird, awkward silence in the room. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Seriously, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen is Bloomberg roasting the panel. What's up, Steven? Anyway... Stay hydrated, hydro homies. You remember last week? Remember this guy? Remember Scott Schlemerson? Remember last week on Tuesday, bro? Tuesday we were talking about this guy, Scott Schlemerson, here in Los Angeles, and how he uh, he donated or he uh, invested in Altria and invested in Juul, despite the youth vaping epidemic. And Scott Schlemerson clearly is going to be the worst thing that I think could ever happen to the Los Angeles Unified School District, but I got some more Scott Schlemerson uh, hate propaganda in the mail today. I got this little dossier here that I was gonna open and and take a shocking look at at Scott Schlemerson. So Scott Schlemerson invested thousands in corporate giants that hurt our kids. Yeah, he invested in Jewel. Unbelievable. He invested in Altria, the owners of Jewel. So this is obviously, you know, Scott uh critics or uh, his, uh, you know, I can't, I can't think, his enemies, the people that are running against him. So I don't know why I can't think of the, I can't think of the right thing here. I can't think of the right word. This is just, uh, this is to try to just drag Scott Schlemmerson through the mud. And look, I don't know much about Scott Schlammersen of Slemmershin's other than what I get in the mail, Um, but they are really making him look bad. Altria, the owner of Juul, which markets candy-flavored tobacco products to hook children on nicotine. Yes, that is the only reason why Juul exists. That's the only reason why Juul exists. It's why they launched with one fruit flavor. Juul has never made a candy-flavored tobacco product. That's the craziest thing. McDonald's. Holy shit, despite the fact that 45% of Los Angeles children are overweight or obese by fifth grade, Schlemmerson was the only board member to vote against a resolution to end fundraisers catered by McDonald's. So the schools having these fundraisers catered by McDonald's, I'm assuming year upon year upon year upon year. But now, when Scott Schlemmerson voted against a resolution to end those McDonald fundraisers, he just became public enemy number one because 45% of Los Angeles children are overweight or obese by the fifth grade. And they're blaming Scott Schlemerson and McDonald's. Question though, we're not why are we not why are we not banning McDonald's? Look, if 45% of Los Angeles children are overweight or obese by fifth grade? uh, Hello, let's ban fast food, let's ban McDonald's. Maybe Bloomberg was right, maybe we shouldn't have sugary sodas that are over 16 ounces. British Petroleum, the company responsible for the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, which the New York Times called one of the worst environmental disasters in United States history. history. Can you believe that Schlemerson invested in British Petroleum? unreal the hypocrisy of all of this is astounding to me because i'm guessing the people that are against scott Schlemmerson probably have eaten at mcdonald's this year probably have put bp british petroleum gasoline into their car this year probably have used johnson and johnson products this year but when we're trying to vilify and demonize Scott Schlemerson, Johnson & Johnson found guilty by a conservative court in Oklahoma and fined $572 million for intentionally playing down the dangers of opioids. Scott Schlemerson and Johnson & Johnson are good friends. Why is Johnson & Johnson an enemy on this, right? But when their foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is funding the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, which is demonizing jewels, then Johnson & Johnson aren't the bad guys anymore. Johnson & Johnson are suddenly the good guys. It just depends on on who you're fighting against, I guess. If if Johnson & Johnson and their denial of opioids are the bad guys here, but then they're funding Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids to fight against jewel, then suddenly they become they become like the good guys, right? Same thing with McDonald's. If McDonald's is obese- five-year-olds obese five-year-olds or obese fifth graders were mad at McDonald's for obese fifth graders but we still donate money to the Ronald McDonald house for you know wayward children then McDonald's is doing something good so it's crazy how things in 2020 can both be a hero and a villain depending on the context that you're talking about that unbelievable to me unbelievable to me trump 2020 all the way maga baby all right danny all right you get you get your red hat on you calm down a little bit my man here's the thing i i legitimately do think that voper vopers vape voters vopers i just invented it vopers 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 i do think that the vape vote is going to heavily, heavily swing towards Donald Trump. I can't see any other way to do it. I can't see any other solution. The vape vote is real. I mentioned this in a video very recently, the last video I uploaded. The vape vote is very, very real. There are millions and millions and millions of us, and nobody's catering to us. Nobody's catering to the vape vote. All these these votes, up for grabs. Nobody's catering to it at all. Oh, except the Trump administration, except the Trump administration, VOPERS. Hashtag just saying hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, look, I'm just here to report. I'm just here to report facts. I'm not here to tell you how to feel about them. I'm just here to report them. Actually, I am here to tell you how to feel about them. Because when I get mad, I want you guys mad. When I'm happy, I want you guys happy. When I'm pissed off, I want like, <laughs> I want you I want you guys pissed off. So the vopers, vopers of 2020. My fellow vopers. My fellow vopers. My fellow vopers of 2020. My fellow vopers. So uh I I have a few um I have a few things I wanted to read. There's a couple two articles in here that I that I have saved that I think are really, really fantastic. There's one from Forbes and Sally Sadle, who Sally Sadle's one of my one of my favorite people. She she wrote a really great article that I have saved for a very long time about nicotine and how nicotine isn't the real villain here in, in regards to you know talking about combustible tobacco versus vaporized clean nicotine. Sally Sadel is just a very, very smart person. Uh, she's just fantastic. There was a video going around not too long ago. Here, I'll put it in the chat right now. I'll put this in the chat right now. It's also gonna be in the description of this, of this here video as well, but uh, CNBC had her on and uh, the big headline on it was, why is this addiction expert saying e-cigarettes are the holy grail for public health? Why indeed? Well, because it's freaking Sally Sadel and she's a boss. She's just a boss. I love Sally Sadel. So we're going to read an article. I think, I mean, shit, unless we got anything else to do. We have anything else to do? We vape, we vote because we woke. We voop, we vope, because we voke. That's a vape woke. <laughs> vape woke. You voke? You vote, bro? You voke? I mean, it's pretty clear to see, Even you can just even look politically and see who is for vaping and who is anti-vaping. And... I mean, there's not even, you don't even have to dissect this with a scalpel. This is something that you can dissect with a sledgehammer. Every every blue seat is anti-vaping. And I'm not saying every red seat is pro-vaping, but definitely every blue seat is anti-vaping. De- Categorically, every blue seat is, tw- there's just no other way around it. You can see in that in that last video I uploaded, you can see how every individual person voted on HR 2339. It's it's black and white, it's cut and dry, it's blue and red. The blue seats really really very much dislike vaping. Not even vaping, they just dislike flavors. It's crazy to me how many adults just otherwise reasonable rational adults are just flavors. This can't have flavoring. If it if it's flavored like mango, then who knows what untold consequences this could have on the world. It can't be mango flavored. It just can't be mango flavored. Okay, oh God, okay. <laughs> Look, I've been at an all uh, adult inclusive resort in Mexico and let me tell you that every adult there was walking around with some sort of brightly colored tropical coconut, fruity, peach, strawberry cocktail. So I don't want to hear about flavors and how we're all scared of flavors. I over-dripped. What the hectic, man? I'm here going on a rant about flavors. Look at that. That is just gore. That's like one of the most uncomfortable things I think I've ever seen. When you just see juice like smeared against the side of a mod... And what's worse is when you see, this happens to me at events all the time, I overdrip, I'll overdrip. What's worse is when you see someone else overdrip at an event and then they don't realize it and then they kinda just start handling their mod like normal, like kinda tossing it back and forth or like maybe in and out of their pocket a little bit and you just see you're like, there's juice on your hands, there's juice on your pants, there's, there's juice on your shirt, there's juice on your mod, there's juice all over your RDA. Oh, my, you know, it just gives you a panic attack, like, looking at it. It's just one of those things. Freaks me out. This is all I'm vaping today. This is the USV Arc mod. Uh, I'm going to be complaining about some regulated mods on YouTube, I think, this week. Um, I'm vaping it with uh, Super Good. This is the Pear, what is this? Pear Fizz Champagne Pear Lime. So it's a pear lime champagne flavor that I picked up in the UK. Kent actually got me on this. Do you ever uh, overdrip so much that when you vape your atomizer it literally sounds like boiling water? Like you can, like there's bubbles happening in the liquid For British eyes, I believe the term is vapey gravy, vapey gravy. Well this is uh, substantially overdripped. If anybody sees me reaching for my liquid bottle, that's going to be like right over here and my mod's going to be over here. If anybody sees me reaching for the liquid bottle, like if I pick it up and you see it pass into frame, you just got to, no! No, Nick, stop, don't drip, stop dripping, stop dripping. (laughs) Stop dripping. I know, I've been vaping this since I got back from my trip. It's just something I really, really like. And it's not necessarily due to this particular mod, although I do like this particular mod. It's really more due to this Kali V2 RDA. I really like using it, I like building it. It gives me a real nice vape. It's a little bit of an old school design, which I like as well, but I've just have, I've just really been enjoying this atomizer. That's why I've kept it. And someday when I voop through the soup, when I vape through the soup of doom that is that RDA, over overdrip the crap out of it. So, now that we're all up to speed, now that we're all up to speed on uh, on Super Tuesday, we're going to have a new Democratic candidate tonight. Hopefully, a new Democratic candidate tonight. Can't wait! I can't wait! It's going to be great. So I want to read this article from Sally Sadle on uh, on Forbes. It's not uh, it's not terribly long, but I would like to read it anyway. Uh, it's called Trump's Good Idea. And look at this! Look at Sally Sadle just being a boss right there. Trump's Good Idea. Get drug regulators. Out of vaping, so this is kind of an article that uh, Sally wrote that is in regards to Trump's new—I don't even know what you would call it—department. I guess his new department that's going to be a tobacco control department. Trump's idea is to—I think we talked about this in that video as well. Trump's idea is to get tobacco control out of the hands of the Food and Drug Administration and into the hands of. Strictly tobacco control people. I think that's going to be a really successful thing. Oh, there's some uh, there's some trolls in chat. That's fine. We got we got people on it. We got British eyes in there. I thought I saw Thomas Crow in there today, but I'm not 100 sure. I know for sure I saw Danielle Jones. You can take care of that. Take care of these freaking trolls, Sally. That I love Sally. Look, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, I have a little crush on Sally Sadle, and that's fine. And someday when I meet Sally Sadle, I'm gonna shake her hand. I'm gonna say thank you for everything you've done for uh, tobacco control. It's just weird. We're in a weird. We're in a weird place right now. I never thought that my I'd be like, oh, let's let's get on YouTube and talk about vaping and then politics. And then doctors and like tobacco control experts, it's weird. I get that it's weird. I get that it's weird. We're we're I, I'm I'm giving hero worship to people like Sally Sadle and Jonathan Foulds, like PhDs that otherwise, if I wasn't vaping, I would have literally no idea who they are. But because this subject is so important to me and it's so near and dear to me, this this vape tobacco debate. Now I have heroes like Sally Sadel. Now I have heroes like Jonathan Foulds. And now I have villains. Villains and enemies like Stanton Glantz. It's weird. I get it that it's weird and it's just a weird time. But, Sally, let's hear what Sally Sadel has to say here. Trump's good idea. Get drug regulators out of vaping. Sally Sadel is a contributor here on Forbes. She writes about issues at the intersection of medicine and culture. This is perfect. Um, I promise this is not that long. Sit back, relax, listen to the soothing sounds of Grim Green's voice as I read you this article from Forbes.com. I will also be putting this article in the chat as well as in the description of this video for anybody catching on the replay either in video or audio form. There will be links available to you. Here we go. I should have never done that fucking vaping thing, President Trump said in January on a phone call with Health and Human Services HHS Secretary Alex Azar. Mr. Trump was likely referring to having publicly pushed for a ban on flavored electronic cigarettes rather than leaving the matter to the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Yeah, I'm sure we all remember this. We all remember this. Trump, Donald Trump had no business. I mean, no business getting involved with vaping, no business calling for a flavored vape ban. He was being pressured, I'm assuming by Melania. I think this is really coming down to like a Melania thing. I think he's more mad at Melania than he is at anybody else. When he says, I should have never got involved in that fucking vaping thing, I feel like he has said that not just to Secretary Azar, but to Melania and what's, uh, what's their kid's name? can't remember their kid's name, Barron. They caught Barron vaping. So Melania wanted to raise a stink about vaping and now Trump instantly regrets it, which for all accounts and purposes, he definitely should. It spawned a protest rally outside of the White House. It has spawned just tens of thousands of radicalized vapors on Twitter that are daily tweeting at our elected officials and Donald Trump should have never got involved, never got involved. Yet, last week, the White House Physical 2021 Budget Plan proposed an interesting move, taking the Center for Tobacco Products, the CTP, out of FDA to create a new agency within Health and Human Services to focus on tobacco regulation. Melania's is a lizard? What makes you think Melania is a lizard? Is it because of the way she looks and acts? I believe she's a lizard too. We've gone full Alex Jones. <sighs> According to the budget plan, the transfer would allow the FDA commissioner to focus on its traditional mission of ensuring the safety of the nation's food and medical product supply. A new director of the HHS-based CPT would be confirmed by the Senate. Even this modest transfer probably doesn't stand a chance in Congress. No lawmaker will want to be seen as soft on vaping. That line is the line that just upsets me into the ground it upsets it upsets me into the ground that lawmakers politicians that these bureaucrats oops i grabbed my juice nobody said nothing it bothers me that they they, they're making decisions like this on 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 decision on things i mean this is legislation things that affect people's daily lives This is either ripping livelihoods away from people or not. This is either condemning people to a life of disease and cancer with combustible tobacco or not. But their main concern isn't helping people get off of combustible tobacco cigarettes. It's all fucking optics. I don't want to be seen as uh, being soft on vaping because right now we need to be hard on vaping because that's what appeals to my constituents and that's what will get me elected regardless of if it's the right or wrong thing to do for public health. I just don't want to be seen as soft on vaping. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I don't want to be seen as soft on vaping. I don't want to be seen as helping smokers quit. They don't want to be seen as soft on vaping, and that is uh, that is part of the problem. Indeed, despite being far safer than cigarettes and intended for adult smokers only, e-cigarettes have a serious image problem. The devices have been unfairly blamed for deaths and lung illnesses that were actually due to contaminated THC, for allegedly damaging teens' brains with nicotine, and for supposedly leading kids to take up smoking. The gateway. Oh, the gateway. Vapor Swaggins is here, he knows about the gateway. My favorite part about this is the link, if you click on this leading right here when she's talking about for supposedly leading kids to take up smoking, you know what happens when you click on this link? I'm just gonna wait for it to load. Oh, I'm just gonna wait for it to load and There it is. E-cigarettes are a gateway to marijuana too. Look at that guy over there. Look at that. I'm going to try to get him on the screen. Stanton Glance. This is a Stanton Glance article. The entire gateway theory of youths initiating with vaping and moving on to traditional combustible tobacco cigarettes, which in the eyes of the public and the policymakers and the lawmakers would be a very, very bad thing. That reason of youths initiating with vaping and moving on to smoking is one of the reasons why they want these vape bans and they want these flavor bans. Only it would be great if the data actually showed that because as it stands, I mean, you can't argue with this. We have the lowest youth smoking rates in the history of America right now. We have the lowest adult smoking rates in the history of America right now. How much longer, can we venture to guess how much longer they're going to continue with this gateway bullshit How much longer can they possibly continue with the gateway thing? Well, youth smoking is even lower now, Stanton glance. Still a gateway. Still a gateway. If one kid picks up a vape and it causes that kid to smoke a cigarette, no matter how in the minority statistically that kid is, that's the gateway. Whoa, that's the gateway, isn't it? Oh, John Barber's here. We can just ban John Barber. John Barber is the only guy recently um, who's just kind of been a complete and total piece of shit. He comments on everything. He's just kind of a cock monkey. I don't like him. I don't like reading his shit. You can delete him or ban him or or whatever. I don't know how you do it. You care what 4 million kids do with their lives? You shouldn't. Why would you? I don't. Yeah, don't don't feed the John Barber troll. It's pretty easy. You can just ignore uh John Barber. Oh good, we hit him. Okay. Whew. Good. I'm glad we hit. I'm glad we hit John Barber. That's fine. I don't know what I don't know this obsession that John Barber has with me. He comes on my YouTube constantly. Not like that. Gross. Get your head out of the gutter, man. He comes on my YouTube constantly. He leaves really uh really bad comments he comments on on stuff all the time especially when i post things like in the community tab or things like that it's just john barber just john barber so yeah supposedly leading kids to taking up smoking and it doesn't even stop there stanton glance wanted to stanton fucking glance wanted to make the association that e-cigarettes are a gateway to smoking weed to marijuana, which is a racist term in and of itself, to smoking cannabis. It's even when I first saw this, even when you first see this gateway thing. It's pretty painfully obvious, painfully obvious, at least to me, looking at that Stanton Glantz smirk over there. E-cigarettes are a gateway to marijuana. Well, how perfectly does that fit in with this freaking narrative that's been going on for the last few years? It's almost as if they had a predetermined conclusion in mind that they wanted to reach and then they kind of just made the science show what they wanted it to show. He has had... Papers retracted. The um, The Journal of the American Heart Association finally retracted, finally, finally retracted the Stanton Glantz study that showed that uh, people were getting MI, myocardial infarctions uh, due to vaping before they vaped. Crazy. Stanton Glantz and his junk science time machine. Stanton Glantz and his junk science time machine. So let's continue down here. Actually, I'm gonna get to... Uh, Actually, before we continue this article, before before we continue this, let's uh, let's do the uh, let's do a little bit of these uh, super chats that came in. Nathan, very gracious of you. Keep up the w- good work, Mr. Green. Hey, Nathan, look, I will, but only for you. Nobody else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will, uh, this is kind of all I know how to do at this point. Trey, very gracious of you. Hey, Nick, any idea when we can get some OG recoil squonk pins? Much love, Grim Army, Screw Bloomberg. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. Um, I'm not 100% sure when we're getting OG recoil squonk pins. This is one of those things. It just depends on uh, China and coronavirus and Shipping and there's a lot of things going on up in the air right now. The point is we, we we've ordered them, we want them. They, they should be on the way. This is a this is a thing that we are going to stock. We are going to have squonk pins for the OG recoil. Um they they were kind of supposed to be included in the original run, but that's okay. We'll get them after the fact and send them out. I'm guessing I'm just gonna say, here's what I'll say, Trey. Soon. <laughs> Soon, that's the most that's the most vague answer I can possibly give you. Soon, I hope that's good enough for you. Uh, hectic energy, very gracious indeed. What the hectic? What the hectic? Matt Sinister, very gracious of you. Uh, Trump could start vaping during the debates, and still, and I still wouldn't vote for him. There are a few more important issues that impact the U.S. and the world. Yeah, and this is just uh, you know not everybody is a single issue voter and not every vapor is a single issue voter on the issue of vaping there is large there is large there are large swaths of people large groups of people that are single issue vape voters and it's it's this group of people that i think could get trump reelected in 2020 i mean Vapors could get Trump reelected in 2020. Vapors could also cost Donald Trump the election, but he has he and his administration have course corrected so intensely that they're actually starting to like come around to the vape vote. They're actually appealing to the vape vote. And no matter what political ideology you subscribe to, That's something that is just black and white, cut and dry. Nobody on the left has appealed to the vape vote. The Trump administration has appealed to the vape vote. And what's crazy to me is I think vapors could get Trump reelected and then people are just going to hate vapors for getting Trump reelected. But really, the only reason that we're doing this and the only reason that we give a shit isn't because we just like vaping. You know, we'd like it it's just something we like and we want to keep doing it. We like flavors. I like pear champagne fizz. I just like it. Leave my vapes alone. It's not that. It's not that. This is this is this is for this is for public health. This is so every ingrained cigarette smoker has the opportunity to quit smoking the way that we quit smoking. I wish every currently addicted adult smoker had the opportunity to quit smoking the way that I quit smoking because it's so easy and so fun and so flavorful and so easy. Ask anybody who has ever been a smoker. Boomers are the best for this kind of story because boomers were around, I mean, really Gen X or a lot of people are really good stories for this. The people that are around had to quit smoking before vaping Their stories are always, you know, the same thing. Smoking is the hardest thing I've, quitting smoking is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. They tell recovering alcoholics, they tell recovering addicts, don't quit smoking yet. Continue smoking right now because you're going to need this. And it, oh man, my light died because you're going to need this. And quitting smoking is just going to be another incredibly difficult process. Well, here comes this product. Guess what? Tastes like lime champagne. I'll show you how to use it. This can completely replace tobacco, combustible tobacco cigarettes in your life and improve the health, your overall health and well-being by an order of magnitude. But in the United States, oh, let's ban it. Hang on, let me fix my lights real fast. This is unacceptable. There should be a thing for stream. Hang on. Oh, I don't have any charged batteries. There should be a. So you know how the, you know how they have uh, you know how they have super chat. Uh, here on, on YouTube when you stream and you can ask a question and it's like, oh, get two bucks. So really I get like 80 cents or 75 cents or something like that. When you're doing good, you can give streamers money and when the streamer does something bad, you can actively take money from them. It's like, oh, Grim Green's lights went out, he spent 4 minutes replacing the batteries in his lights. Everybody's just like, "Nope, take a dollar. Take a dollar. You're disappointing me, streamer. You're disappointing me, streamer on my computer. Take a dollar. Take a dollar until I get it fixed. And then you guys have to stop taking money. I think that would make streaming a lot more interesting. <laughs> there it is. There's the lights. <laughs> very gracious all right uh so yeah Matt Sinister if you don't want to vote for Trump definitely please do not vote for Trump if you do want to vote for Trump definitely do vote for Trump vote your hopes my man vote your hopes vote your hopes of what is important for you that's what I would say Trump is not my choice as person by far but of the choices that have a chance currently he stood up for freedom and personal choice the yep Yep. he did. He stood up for personal choice. He stood up for adult choice. He stood up against is that that's light that light is way too bright now. That, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. That, is that light too bright now? Okay. Okay, that feels much more reasonable to me. Man, what was I doing there with that really bright light? Now I completely lost my train of thought. Standing up for personal choice, standing up for liberty, standing up for freedom, standing up against government overreach, standing up against government overregulation. And here's the thing, The, the left and the Dems, the Dems will just ban and regulate and tax everything out of existence, you know? just cuz they feel like it just cuz they feel like it no nope, what's that i don't care ban it i know better than you ban it ideas so good they have to be mandatory no nope, just ban it just take it away if you can't play nice we're going to take it away from everybody what i'm an adult a and two what what about what about the what about the ones that do play nice you do, even the ones that do, they don't they don't get it either All right. Well, I can't argue with you because I don't have any guns. You have all the guns. Welcome to socialist America. I'm just kidding. That was a little bit over the top. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. There's no. The United States is not going to become Venezuela. That's just an extremist thing that the media does to make you more scared of democratic socialism than you really need to be. It's the same tactics that make you hate Trump probably more than you really need to. It's the same tactics. Same tactics. Bernie's going to make America Venezuela. He's he's not. He's not. (laughs) That's not what's going to happen. America isn't suddenly going to be plunged into just dystopian nightmare Venezuela. It's not going to happen. We have to be open-minded about things. We have to be rational about things. We have to be rational about things. You can't ex- extremisize everything, you know? You can't ex- extremisize. That's not a word. extremize isn't a word. Can I make it up? Can I make that up? Can that be a word, extremize No? All right, shit. All right, uh, Light Bear. Here, we're still doing some of these super chats before I get to the rest of this article. Light bearer, very gracious of you. French fries are a gateway to ketchup. True story. Listen, I'm here today to talk to you about the seriousness of French fries and their potential gateway into a world of fattening and salty dipping sauces. It starts with ketchup. You think, "Oh, this is normal. Everybody has ketchup. You guys have ketchup? They give you ketchup." Put the ketchup on the fry. That's nice. Look at a tangy little zip right there. Tangy little tomatoey zip on the salty little french fry. What's that? Mayo? Careful. Ketchup is a gateway to mayo. And before you know it, you're dipping in mayo. Twice the fat. You're dipping in mayo. Before you know it, you're going to McDonald's and you're asking for sides of mac sauce to dip your fries in. Unbelievable. Before you know it, you're laying in the gutter, you're strung out on in and out spread. Careful. Careful. It's a slippery slope. The only solution to preventing all of this is not just to ban french fries but probably all dipping sauces altogether. We just can't <laughs> we just can't have something like that in our society. Ketchup leads to mayo, mayo leads to mac sauce, mac sauce leads to spread, spread leads to death. Slippery slope. Don't even get me started on mustard. Don't even get me started on mustard. (laughs) Mustard. Mustard will actually punch you in the face. I've seen it happen. Mustard. Mustard. Have you ever started a fight with mustard? Mustard is relentless. Mustard is relentless. Ketchup is scared of mustard. Everybody's scared of mustard. Dill relish is is scared of mustard. You know who's not scared of mustard? That's right, nacho cheese sauce. Nacho cheese sauce is the great equalizer. Nacho cheese sauce just comes in like a like a military force on all of these condiments. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Matt Sinister power bomb John Barber through a flaming table one hundred percent. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, if he's in on it, look, I, I don't ever want to condone violence. That's just a, I don't want ever want to condone violence. But what I am saying is that if we could get John Barber in the ring with Matt Sinister, all my money's on Matt Sinister. I'll distract the ref. You powerbomb John Barber through the flaming table. 100%. We'll get you to be the new uh, WWE champion. Now let's fuck it. Let's create our own wrestling federation. Matt, remember when we talked about that? Anyway, thanks, Matt. Maxine, very gracious of you. Didn't say anything. Chinese Jimmy, very gracious of you. Why don't you have a fist bump there? And finally, Ray here. Uh here's to one of the best YouTube channels. So here's some folding money. Oh, some folding money. Sir, your folding money's become unstuck. Thank you for that folding money. Be happy. Really appreciate that, Ray. Very, very gracious of you. Oh good lord, Mayo versus Miracle Whip, you don't want to talk about the Mayo versus Miracle Whip uh uh riots of the 90s. There were it was straight up rioting. The Miracle Whip loyalists, they 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 worship that tangy zip of that sandwich spread. I can't believe french fries got us here. I can't believe french fries got us here. <laughs> So let's get back to Sally. Let's get back to, let's get back to my advocacy crush, Sally Saddle, here. Yet a new agency, call it CTP 2.0. Remember, we're talking about CTP has the potential to be a big vaping thing. With new leadership and a new vision, it could be a significant boon to smokers who are trying to quit. But if, and only if, Congress also changes the regulatory f- framework that it applies to e-cigarettes. Congress should start by empowering the CPT 2.0 to establish a new regulatory model for vaping products. This would address two major drawbacks of the current FDA pathway for pre-market approval. The first drawback is its prohibitive cost to manufacturers. The FDA estimates that preparing the application and conducting scientific investigations, studies into biomarkers of exposure, biomarkers of harm, and health outcome measurements or endpoints will consume more than 5,000 hours and cost more than than $330,000. Many other estimates put application costs over $1 million. Only the large tobacco producers would be willing and able to incur these costs. The agency admits that nearly all e-cigarette products would be driven out of the market simply by administrative burdens, not by any substantive, (sighs) substantive, 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 Okay, fuck everything. Health issues. Substantial health issues. Damn it, Sally, why do you got to use fancy words that I can't pronounce that make me look dumb? Everybody's using fancy words against me. In addition to the administrative costs of preparing the pre-market tobacco application, manufacturers face another large barrier to obtaining pre-market... pre-approval, by law, they must analyze the risks and benefits of vaping to the population as a whole. Although such a requirement sounds reasonable, it is deceptively difficult to satisfy. Specifically, the FDA evaluates pre-approval applications based on a standard that has two criteria. First, the agency evaluates whether the availability of e-cigarettes makes it more or less likely that current tobacco users, mainly smokers, will quit. Yes. I mean that, are we, did we not prove that? We've proven that. More availability of e-cigarettes will make it more likely that current tobacco smokers will quit. That's yes. That's yes. Put me down for a yes right there, FDA. If that's the first standard, easy, easily done. Yes higher availability of e-cigarettes will produce lower smoking rates. We've already seen this happen. We're currently seeing this happen in other countries. I need to get through this article because there's another one that I wanted to read as well that uh, has to do with flavors. Sorry, well, we'll get there if we get there. Look, if we get there, we get there. If we don't get there, then we won't get there and we'll get there at another time. Still haven't dripped on this. Been vaping it for like a half hour now. Still haven't need to drip. That's how overdripped this was. And secondly, the agency gauges the likelihood that e-cigarettes will spur non-tobacco users to start using e-cigarettes or any other tobacco product. Here's my main problem with that. He, he here's my main problem with that. Here's my main problem with that. FDA doesn't care if you smoke cigarettes. That's not their concern at all. It shouldn't be their concern. And it's not their concern. It actually, it truly and honestly shouldn't be anybody's concern but the person that's smoking, maybe their loved ones, and maybe their insurance provider. We live in America. Did I drip one time on there? Okay, sorry. We live in America where I believe oh, I get so fucking patriotic even talking about this. I picture eagles in my head when I say stuff like this. You have the freedom to be stupid. Welcome to America. If you wanna eat nothing but cheese every day for every meal, welcome. You can, you can. Eat cheese, you wanna eat McDonald's for every meal, you definitely can, you definitely can. You have the freedom in America to be stupid. So I believe that if you are an adult American, you have the freedom to decide, am I gonna pick up this cigarette and just start a filthy, disgusting cigarette habit? Or am I gonna pick up this vape and have a lovely smelling, flavorful way to ingest nicotine that isn't combustion and has no carcinogens in it? That's the choice. That's all, that's all that the government needs to do. Here's your choice, make your own choice. Here's your choices, here's the information, go. That's all the government should do. That's all the government should do. It should be of no concern if non-tobacco users start vaping. Should be of no concern if a free adult American, maybe even at the age of, let's say 45 years old, maybe there's a 45 year old dude out there who's like, you know, I've never had a drink of liquor or beer or alcohol in my entire life. And now I'm just gonna drink every night. I'm just gonna get drunk right now and then I'm not gonna stop getting drunk for years. Welcome to America. You have the freedom to do that if you want to. And it's nobody else's decision but that person. That's the thing about libertarians is I just wanna leave you alone. (laughs) i don't care (laughs) that's the thing about libertarians i just want to leave you alone i want you to have the most freedom you can possibly have and i want you to have it all and i and i don't care and i just want to leave you alone i just want to leave you alone and i want you to leave me alone and i want you guys to leave these guys alone just let's all leave each other alone because you know like like things like self care freedom and liberty are different things to different people and i want everybody to have freedom and liberty without government influence without government intervention without uh, more government means less freedom here we go these criteria are vague and tricky to apply as tobacco policy analyst clive bates who if you don't follow clive on twitter we should be following clive bates on twitter Tobacco policy analyst Clive Bates asks, how do you include the adolescent smokers that benefit from vaping in the analysis? How much weight do you give to one additional adolescent who starts vaping compared with one adult who quits smoking using vaping? Conceptual challenges aside, how can analysis perform a clear-eyed risk-benefit calculus when the facts about vaping are routinely distorted by advocates and even some scientists? For example, the harms of teen vaping are routinely exaggerated, while the advantages of adult smokers are often downplayed and even challenged on very weak imperial grounds. Here's another great part. This little challenged link right here, you know, this little challenged link right here, let's open this challenge link. Talking about Adult smokers, it often gets downplayed, right? I remember seeing in the news, not even that long ago, maybe in December, talking about, oh, 5 million youth vape and barely, adults really don't vape. Only, what were they saying? Only like 0.9% of adults vape. They're constantly, all the mainstream media, constantly trying to downplay the numbers. Oh, not that many adults vape. Not that many adults vape. Always challenged, challenged, where did it open to? That's right. It opened to the Journal of the American Heart Association and the retracted MI myocardial infarction Stanton, a glance paper that was retracted. Yeah, that's been the biggest attack. The biggest attacks on vaping as a cessation, Stanton glance. All came from freaking Stanton Glance. All came from freaking Stanton Glance. Congress should scrap the pre-approval requirement, sweeping away its outsized administrative burdens and vague public health standard. Instead, lawmakers should empower the CTP 2.0 to adopt more efficient product standards. The agency would prescribe thresholds and specifications for batteries, the e-liquids that are heated to produce vapor, chargers, and other components in order to reduce risk to users. These standards could be devised to ensure that average users' exposure to toxins and vapor in aerosols is at least 90% lower than in cigarette smoke. Finally, CTP 2.0 should allow manufacturers, this is an important part, I want everyone paying attention right now. Finally, CPT 2.0 should allow manufacturers to make modified risk claims about their products without going through the cumbersome permission process required by current law. Currently, e-cigarette makers have not been allowed to mention the basic realities that their product does not burn tobacco and that numerous studies have found that e-cigarettes emit far less carcinogenic tar and hazardous gas than do conventional cigarettes. Manufacturers can't even describe their products as a smoke-free alternative to cigarettes. This all because of the FDA. Well, all because of well, I know we liked Obama, but a lot of this is because of Obama and the FDA. Obama's the one that gave FDA regulatory authority over tobacco products and vapor products with the Family Smoking Prevention Act of 2009. I can't is that right? Did I get that right? Wow. Wow. So it's because of that that we there's this gag order in place. You can't even say that a vape is smoke-free. You can't even say, I dripped again. Why didn't anybody stop me from dripping? I just dripped on top of drips. You can't even say that a product that produces no smoke is smoke-free. Thank you, thank you Postal. Stop dripping! I know, I'm sorry but thank you for keeping, thank you for holding me accountable. You can't even say that a product that produces no smoke, zero, literally zero smoke is produced in this process right here. You can't even say that this is a smoke-free product. You can't even say it's a smoke-free alternative to cigarettes. Never mind about making any sort of like health claims or, oh, vaping, uh, you know, if you're an ingrained smoker and you have COPD, switching to vaping could actually help possibly even reduce, probably even reverse your COPD. Medical journals can say it. Purveyors of high-quality vapor products cannot because we've had a gag order in place. Unbelievable. To be sure, CPT 2.0 should verify any health-related claim, but the agency should not be allowed to block or delay claims that are clearly true and helpful to consumers. The recent experience with Snus, originally a smokeless Swedish tobacco product, shows how absurdly erroneous the current process has been. Snus. We're going to read a little bit about Snus right now. Snus is honestly something I have been wanting to talk about for a while now, in a vlog, uh, I've been using a lot of snooze. I find myself in a lot of situations where snooze is actually uh, really very helpful and I've been using it. Snus is a form of moist snuff with very low levels of potentially carcinogenic tobacco-specific nitrosamines. It comes in a tiny tea bag that's held between the upper lip and gum. For 50 years, snus use by Swedish men has been associated with world record low rates of smoking and smoking attributable deaths, including lung, oral, and throat cancers, as well as cardiovascular events. Can i read that i'm gonna re- can i read that one part one more time can i read that one for 50 years five zero years snus use by swedish men has been associated with world record low rates of smoking and smoking attributable deaths including lung oral and throat cancers as well as cardiovascular events In 2014, Swedish Match applied to the FDA for permission to make the claim that using general snus instead of cigarettes puts users at a lower risk of mouth cancer, heart disease, lung cancer, stroke, emphysema, and chronic bronchitis. The company spent millions of dollars and submitted thousands of pages of epidemiological data demonstrating the dramatic reduction in harm relative to smoking. In 2016, the FDA incomprehensibly denied Swedish Match's request. Denied Swedish Match's request. So here we have Swedish Match selling snus, operating their company, selling snus in Sweden for 50 plus years where... In Sweden, it just so happens that the people that use snus have lowest smoking rates in Europe, maybe the world, lowest cancer rates in Europe, maybe the world, lowest lung cancer rates in Europe, maybe the world, lowest heart disease rates in Europe, maybe the world. Snus has a track record of being a net benefit to public health, 50 year track record of being a net benefit to public health. But what happens when this company tries to get that modified risk claim, that net benefit to public health in the United States? Nope, FDA is just like <laughs> suckers, go back to Sweden. Unreal, unreal, incomprehensibly denied Swedish Match's request. Last fall, the five-year bureaucratic and odyssey finally ended as the FDA reversed its earlier decision and authorized the company to make relative health claims. Only took, what, 50 years, were 50 years time spent, millions, millions of dollars, millions of dollars, thousands and thousands and thousands of pages, and then they got denied at first, and then eventually, like, finally the FDA comes around and goes, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you can do that. You can say that. President signed legislation raising the federal federal minimum age of tobacco products including e-cigarettes from 18 to 21, a vital pro- provision that would remain in place. Oh, what happened? Oh, come on. Oh, YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming as such viewers will experience buffering. Okay, listen viewers. Hello, viewers. It's your YouTube. I'm sorry that if you're experiencing buffering right now, uh, and hopefully the buffering will end. I sound like Ben Shapiro. Hopefully the buffering will end very, very soon. I don't know. The CPT 2.0 I've described is more a public health pipe dream than a policy blueprint. Still, it's worth pondering as an exercise that underscores the problems with the current regulatory approach, or as I like to call it, that fucking vaping thing. What's more, A CPT 2.0 thought experiment illuminates the frankly bizarre circumstances in which we find ourselves. Combustible cigarettes that contribute to almost half a million deaths a year are freely available on store shelves, while a vastly safer alternative is burdened by regulations that stifle access and innovation. Sally freaking Saddle everybody. What a great article. I love Sally Sadel. This is gonna be in the description. Um, I'm trying to put it in the chat. Let's put it in the chat. Copy, paste, boosh, right there. There's the article, forbes.com. This will also be in the description of this here video on YouTube. I would encourage everybody, read it again, share it again, share it all over the place, honestly. Look into some of the other things that Sally Sadle has done and written. They're all quite good. If I can go back in my bookmarks far enough and find uh, Sally Sadle's article about how nicotine isn't the real villain. It's just one of my favorite things. It's just one of my favorite written things of all time. That and the Michelle Minton uh where vapor anti vapors and anti-vaxxers meet. That is my that's one that is my second favorite thing I believe I've ever read on the internet. Delicious. Delicious smoke-free product. Okay, look at this. It's 3 it's 311. Uh-oh. It's taking every bone in my body right now to not sing a 3.11 song. It's 3.11 right now. Mm -hmm. Let's get to some of these super chats here. David, very gracious of you. 26 years it took to quit. Thank you, Mango. Vape in a smoke alien kit. I have moved on, but I am forever grateful for that combo. Yeah, absolutely. You never forget like your first... You never forget your first like vape where it really all clicked, you know, where it really all clicked. For me, it was really early on. I had that moment with just a little DSE 901, little DSE 901 atomizer and I started dripping on the atomizer and I thought, this is great. This root beer tastes awesome. I'm going to just use this today. You know, you have that moment when you're a smoker and you get your vape stuff and you kind of... Cling to your cigarettes just a little bit. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna take these just in case. You know, ah, whatever. I might run out of liquid. I might get sick of this juice. I might get sick of this flavor. I might run out of batteries. You never know, you have a safety net, right? Cigarettes. You remember that first day when you're like, fuck my cigarettes. I'm just taking my vape today. Just taking my vape, and you go out on your first cigarette-free day, only vaping day, and you just, you know, you feel like the king of England just walking around all confident like, nope, I have no cigarettes on me. As, as a, when you're like a 15, 20 year smoker and you leave the house without cigarettes on you, that's like, I mean, come on. No, Timbo, no. Don't make me sing 311. Literally every time I see the time is 311 or something is 311 or an apartment is 311 or an address is 311, I cannot not sing down by 311. It's like a sickness. It's like a sickness and I don't even like 311. Uh, very gracious of you, David. I appreciate that. Maxine, very gracious of you. Didn't find out how to pay and comment. See what? Didn't find out how to pay and comment. See what a flavored liquid and French mustard did to me. I know. I know, Maxine. This is the real unintended consequences of French mustard. They make you slower at YouTube social media. Ban it. Okay. Um, much love from France, Nick. Absolutely, Maxine. That's for you. Uh, Onunk. Onunk. Very gracious of you. Uh, lose my dad some weeks ago to lung cancer and why? Smoking. Let's vape. Stop smoking. I am so sorry for your loss. I am so sorry for that. Lung cancer. God damn it. And, and hopefully, hopefully there's going to be a day Hopefully there's going to be a day in the not too distant future in the United States where, where we don't have to hear that story of I lost my grandfather, I lost my mother, I lost my grandmother, I lost my aunt, I lost my uncle to smoking. I lost my great uncle to COPD. Hopefully we don't have to hear any more stories of watching your loved ones suffer with things like COPD and lung cancer just because of nicotine just cuz of nicotine it's just because they were taking nicotine in the most harmful way possible in the most harmful way possible i i'm hoping that we can move off move move from that, that that's why i do this i'm doing this for you i'm doing this for your dad i don't i don't want to hear any more stories about Losing your parents or losing your grandparents to lung cancer and smoking when we have the tools and the technology to end all that bullshit. But so many misguided, short sighted, I don't know how to say it nicely anymore wrong politicians and lobbyists and lawmakers, all knee jerk reactions to this politicized thing that is vaping now. Of course, that's how we treat it in the United States of America. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I do have a little bit of time here. I got about 15 minutes and we are just gonna crank through. I have to read this. I have, not you Stanton Glance, not you. Research, here we go. You think I can get through this in 15 minutes? Here's what I'm gonna do. We are going to read this article beginning to end, no breaks, no breaks. Yeah, the worst. I'm sorry, dancing hippie. I am sorry to hear that. The worst deaths due to smoking. There's never been like a, a a peaceful passing due to smoking. It's always, well, nope, throat cancer took his voice box. He smoked in a hole in his throat until he got uh, COPD and then eventually died of COPD because he couldn't quit smoking. I think, oh my God. I just get so mad. I just get so mad and there's so many double stands. It just drives me insane. I feel like unless you've been addicted to nicotine and you know what it's like to go outside in the freezing fucking cold and bundled all up just so you can have that little cigarette and get that little nicotine into your body and know that you're slowly killing yourself while you do it and having stinky clothes and stinky hair and stinky breath and stinky fingers and... That level of like suffering, it is just the worst, and people will subject themselves to it repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly because quitting smoking is one of the hardest things that anybody can accomplish. Anybody can accomplish, and I feel like unless you've experienced that, then maybe you don't get to chime in on the on the addiction landscape. Maybe you don't get to chime in on tobacco control. No, I'm just keeping, I'm not going to gatekeep tobacco control, but still, I mean, people, there has to be a little bit of compassion and a little bit of understanding, right? There has to be, there has to be. Okay, so let's quickly, you guys, quickly, I'm going to try to read through this article. This is from Penn State Health News. This is Penn State. Research, ex- research suggests adults, who to thunk? Not just teens like electronic cigarette flavors. So I'm going to be reading through this. I'm going, to post, I'm going to post a link to this in the chat. I'm going to post a link to this in the description. So wherever you're consuming this content, there will be a link available for you somewhere. This is one of those things. I'm going to read through it. Compassion is key, Daniel Jones. I absolutely believe that. I'm, a, I'm part of the compassion party. Fuck libertarians, fuck Democrats, fuck Republicans. I am part of the compassion party now. As I read through this article, as I read through this article, it's just going to be a real big like, well, yeah, you know, for a lot of us. Well, duh, for a lot of us. But it's really important because it's it's very unofficial. It's more of an official thing now. And I'm just going to read through this. On February 6th, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, began to enforce a previously issued policy on unauthorized flavored cartridge-based e-cigarette products with the goal of addressing the current epidemic of youth use of e-cigarettes. And I don't know about you guys, but every time I hear the term youth epidemic of e-cigarettes, it's just, it's like I would, it's like I want... To scratch my own face off, like cause some serious muscular damage and rip my face off. It's this it's 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 my weasel word of 2019. Just weasel words. Can't stand it. A new study by researchers at Penn State finds that adults enjoy sweet e-cigarette flavors just as much as teens, suggesting that the policy may have consequences for adults too. Well, golly heck, who'da saw that coming? The researchers studied changes in flavor preference in a group of long-term adult e-cigarette users and found that, over time, preference for the traditional tobacco, menthol, and mint flavors decreased, while preference for chocolate candy and other sweet flavors increased. Our data shows that flavors aren't just popular with the youth, but with adults as well, said Ping Du First author of the study, published in the annals of the American Thoracic Society, and associate professor of medicine and public health sciences at Penn State College of Medicine. Woo! How'd you like to have a big, long resume like that guy? I, Someday, I'd like to have just a real big, long resume. Instead of Nicholas Green. Oh, he did YouTube for a while. I'd like to have a real long resume real long little introduction. It's like you can't even write this guy's name without also including, oh no, by the way, he's an associate professor of medicine and public health sciences at Penn State College of Medicine. It's like a paragraph that follows your name. Many of the participants in our study indicated that they used e-cigarettes as a means to quit smoking or avoid relapse. And these flavors may be part of the reason why they ended up using e-cigarettes in the long term. Well, no shit. Part of the reason... Part of the reason they use e-cigarettes in the long term, part of the reason, flavors are everything. I cannot downplay the importance of flavors and someone needing to find that one flavor because it's always like that one flavor that keeps people from successfully transitioning from combustible tobacco cigarettes to vaping. You know what I mean? They're smoking and they're like, I'm going to try out, what's that? uh, What was that, mango? Was that mango mint? I'll give a shit. I don't really like that. I'm not going to vape. Well, it's one flavor. Did you try the 8,000 other flavors? We have some tobacco flavors. There's banana cake. There's uh, like a key lime pie. There's like strawberry shortcake. There's lots of bakery stuff. There's lots of like fruity menthol stuff as well. So maybe you don't like mango, but you might like, I don't know, peach or strawberry or lychee or kiwi or banana or pineapple. Sure, pineapple, pina colada. We can do something like that. There's a flavor for you. Finding that flavor It's critical and it greatly enhances or reduces your enjoyment of vaping. And when you're a vapor, like if I'm a vapor right now, I haven't had a cigarette in a decade, right? For me, flavors aren't as critical to someone who is just switching. When someone who is just switching, flavors are of the utmost critical importance. For me, I vape a cruddy flavor every now and then, and I'll just vape it. And I'll go, yeah, this flavor's kind of cruddy, but I mean, what am I gonna do? Smoke a cigarette? Flavors, sure, the cruddy. Oh, I mixed these two flavors by accident, and that kind of tastes cruddy. That's all fine. I'll just vape it. At least it's not a cigarette. Flavors are critical, critical to the operation, and critical for long term success. There's a reason why on the market there are so many flavored vapor products. And the antis are going to try to convince you that the only reason that pear fizz champagne lime exists is to hook hook a kid. Hook a kid. A little fifth grader. What's pear fizz champagne lime? They don't care. They don't want pear fizz champagne lime. Adults. Sure as shit want pear, fizz, champagne, pear, lime flavor. The reason that so many flavors exist on the market is because I say this all the time. The market wants what the market wants and the market wants flavors. If adults didn't like flavors, if flavors were uncrucial to the success of vaping, then there wouldn't be any flavors because the market wouldn't demand it. By flavors simply existing, it shows that that is the market demand and the market is of adult vapors. I'm dripping again and I don't care who knows it. (laughs) Ah. The researchers analyzed responses from 383 adult participants between the ages of 22 and 75 who completed an online e-cigarette survey between 2012 and 2014, and a follow-up survey between 2017 and 2019. In both surveys, participants were asked to name their preferred liquid flavor. Preference for flute, flute, what? Flute flavors? What's a flute flavor? what flavors do flutes come in? No, who, who knows? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Preference for fruit flavors remained stable while preference for tobacco, menthol, or mint decreased over time from 40% 40 at baseline to 22% at follow-up. Preference for chocolate, candy, and other sweet flavors was most noticeable in younger adults. This is my favorite part. In younger adults aged 18 to 45 years old, an increase from 16% at baseline to 25%, 29% at follow-up. Younger adults aged 18 to 45. Look, you could say adults aged 18 to 45. I don't think a 44 year old would be considered in the eyes of anybody in society, a young adult. When you think of young adults, what do you think of? What do you say? Young adult, you young man, 20s, maybe 30s, certainly not 40s and at 45 years old, I do not believe you are a young adult anymore. Oh, that young man, Barack Obama, he's so nice. President in his 40s, he was just a young man, (laughs) just a young adult when he became president. Nah, you're a grown ass man at 40, you're a grown ass man at 45. I don't think a 45 year old should be included in a category that is called Younger Adults. But I digress. In a follow-up survey, the participants were asked to describe their anticipated reactions in regard to potential FDA regulations. About 50% indicated that they would find another way to buy their preferred flavor or add flavoring agents themselves if their preferred non-tobacco products were banned. Jonathan Foulds. can I get a round of applause for Jonathan Foulds. Jonathan Foulds. So Jonathan Foulds, this is another one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm getting excited about a tobacco control specialist doctor who's a professor of public health and psychiatry. It's like, what happened? It's like, I used to look up to Odorous Urungus from GWAR. I used to look up to Ronnie James Dio from Black Sabbath. And now, now I look up to Sally Sadel and Jonathan Foulds. It's a weird time to be alive. It's a weird time to be alive. I'm making celebrities. Anyway, Jonathan Foulds, if you don't follow him on Twitter here, let's go look at his Twitter right now. Look at that. Following Jonathan Foulds. Great Twitter feed. Love his Twitter feed. Really relevant to the conversation. Kind of a brilliant man. Jonathan Foulds, professor of public health sciences at the College of Medicine, indicated that most of the participants in this study use tank-based electronic cigarettes, and these e-cigarette users can continue to purchase flavored e-liquids in bottles from vape shops. Consumers may also still be able to access flavors through disposable vapes. However, it is unclear if many of those products will remain available after May 12th the deadline for manufacturers to submit pre-market tobacco applications to the FDA in order to remain on the market. PMTAs, baby. According to Foulds and Dew, members of the Penn State Cancer Institute, restrictions on all non-tobacco e-cigarette flavors could help prevent non-users, especially adolescents or youth, from initiating e-cigarette use. Yet a variety of resources are available to teens and adults who want to obtain flavors that range from online videos demonstrating how to add flavors and make your own e-liquids to social media networks and websites that make it easier for people to obtain unregulated products off the streets or from foreign countries. Oh, damn it, I had it on the wrong one. Wayne... They're talking about you DIY or die. Online video tutorials demonstrating how to add flavors to your own liquids. They make it sound like just alchemy, right? Like we're just witchcraft and we've got a big boiling cauldron and we're like, ah yes, more adrenochrome, more child blood in this e-liquid. Really it's just, uh, you know, you measure it, uh, you shake it up and you vape it. Kinda no big deal, but yes these are a thing, unregulated, DIY is unregulated, DIY is the black market. Unauthorized flavor additions or buying products off the streets is dangerous for personal health since we don't know what the chemicals are in those products. About 10% of respondents indicated that if their preferred flavor was banned, they'd consider going back to smoking. Dew said that the results of the study may help Clint. Clinicians and researchers address the concern that many long-term users state an intention to seek illicit flavor sources if their flavor was banned, which may cause unforeseen health problems. We don't know what the long-term effects of this new policy will be, but the evidence we've collected says that adult long-term e-cigarette users with a preference for sweeter flavors may face health risks trying to obtain or make their preferred flavor. Flavors. Flavors are critical. Flavors are important. Flavors are what help vaping succeed long term. This is something I've been saying for a while, is that vaping is going to change the world and flavors are going to help it. 10% of the respondents said that if their flavor was banned, they'd consider going back to smoking. Smoking. That's craziness. One vapor going back to smoking is too many vapors going back to smoking. I personally, personally feel. Here's where I'm going to end this because it's three thirty-one, and I and we're, we're running long. We're always ju- we're always we're always just running 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 long. This is good. This pear champagne lime takes me back to the UK. Vapor Expo UK, just delicious. I haven't had this in a while, really good. So I'm just taking a, taking a beat right now. I felt some rage sweat happening. Yeah, don't go back to smoking. Super bloke? All right, we're gonna talk about super bloke on the vlog this week, I think. It's time to address it. Going back to smoking. In my opinion, I am more upset and I think it is worse overall for public health as a whole if a non-smoking, non-vaping youth picks up vaping than an ex-smoker who was a vapor who now is back on cigarettes. I think the adult situation is far worse far, far worse in this situation. Between the two, the adult going from vaping to smoking, it it, uh, it upsets me on levels that I'm not ready to be upset on yet. It's, it's, It's taking someone's success away. It's taking someone's victory away. It's literally taking someone's health away. I don't know how anybody in the government can sleep at night or how they could look someone in the eye and say, Oh, you, you, Oh, you smoked for 20 years. You smoked for 20. Your dad died of COPD. You smoked for 20 years. Well, congratulations. How long uh, did you vape for five years? And now you're back on cigarettes cause we banned flavors. How, how could you, how could a politician possibly look someone in the eye and hear that story? inhuman. It's inhumane. It's criminal what they're doing to vaping. Fucking criminal. And I think time's going to, I think time's going to tell. And I think it's all going to age like milk, man. I think when vaping comes back to the United States, it's going to be one of those things that how could you ever even think any other way? Clearly this is saving lives. All of that hysteria from 2019, 2020, vapor madness, a new war on drugs, a new war on vaping. It's gonna be looked at foolishly. I want everybody who's anti-vaping right now to feel foolish very soon. To feel foolish very soon. Every time I see like Rashida Talib just going on and on and on and talking about how they're suing Jewel and the city of San Francisco is suing Jewel for the health effects that they've had on the city. It's like, what you, you mean getting all these smokers to quit smoking those health effects that they've had on your city? No, the bad ones, the ones with the kids. Foolish. They're all going to look foolish. Hopefully soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. So, Cigarettes are population control. See, I don't believe that. I think that cigarettes are just one of those things that if you're an adult and you live in a free country, smoke up, bud. It's your freedom to do so. If If you wanna ruin your life with alcohol or drugs or smoking or religion or whatever else, you have the freedom to do that in America, and I want you to chase that freedom and leave you alone while you do it. That's basically the libertarian stance. Just I'll leave you alone. You started smoking, did you? Awesome. I'll just leave you alone. You you go do that because what you're doing doesn't affect me over here. I'm in the comfort of my own home vaping, and you're in the comfort of your own home smoking. And neither of us should have our things banned. And I'm gonna leave you alone while you smoke, and you leave me alone while I vape. And that's how we have you know harmonious, freedom-filled society and liberty. If you guys are here now go ahead and smash that like button. I'd love for you to do it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this Tuesday bro Tuesday up, but not before I get to the last two super chats that I saw kind of squeak in there towards the end. I saw you there Tim J. Marijuana is racist. I am told that so often. I wait, hang on. I am told so often what words I can and can't use. It's crazy. It's like saying it's like saying I can't vape, so glad I grew up in the 60s and 70s and I'm not woke and never will be. Proud boomer here. Here's the thing, uh, in the United States, and you'll see that it was a term that was created to associate this this weed, this drug, this bad thing, this this purveyor of awfulness, this corrupter of children, this this evil plant it was meant to associate that evil plant marijuana is kind of an ethnic sounding name so it was it was designed to associate so that so that white people so that rich white people would associate marijuana with like uh, you know brown people basically They wanted it to be associated with lower socioeconomic people. The brown people and the black people, those are the ones using that evil marijuana and they invented this term marijuana to more associate it with minorities so that uh, elitist rich white people would would make that association and, and see it as like a dirty drug and not ever wanna have anything to do with it. That's where the term marijuana comes from. It's just a thing and you know what, I don't care. People say marijuana all the time. Joe Rogan still says marijuana, and I'm like, it's just a little bit of a racist term. And not everybody knows it, so I don't expect everybody to, uh, I don't expect everybody to say it or not say it. Or ultimately, I don't care. But if I have the opportunity, if I have, you know, what we used to call in the, uh, what do we used to call that in church, like a sharing opportunity or a teaching opportunity or something like that, I'll put it out there. I'll be like, ah, oh, marijuana. It's a little bit of a racist term. It's no big deal. I'm not going to ask, Tim J, I'm not going to ask you to to change your, your whole lexicon. Just, you know, be a little bit aware. Marijuana, it's kind of a little bit of a racist term. It's no big deal. Proud to have you here, Tim J. You know, Tim J, you and I have a long relationship together. We, we Sometimes we don't see eye to eye, but I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that we can always still have a very respectful discussion with each other. I'm happy to see you here, Tim J. Very last super chat of this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. David, very gracious of you. I'm still a young adult for six months. Stop gatekeeping, Nick. All right, well... Happy 45th birthday to you, David, Uh, you young man, you young adult. Uh, In the description of this video and in the chat throughout the video, but definitely in the description of this video, I'm gonna have a link to essentially everything I talked about. There was one article that I didn't get to read, pardon me, that I really, really wanted to read. I might save it, I might save it. I might save it for next week. I might save it for the next week's Tuesday Bro Tuesday, but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, just doesn't feel right if my Kali V2 isn't flooded, so I'm just gonna go ahead and flood my Kali V2 right now. That, well, not quite enough. Ah, that's a lot. So now that that's flooded, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and end this here Tuesday, bro Tuesday. But I just want to say, exercise your right to vote. Always vote your hopes. If you're not going to vote for a president, vote on all the other stuff. Vote on everything you can. Voting is one of the freedoms that we have in America. I believe that if nobody impresses you for president, then you shouldn't vote for president, but you should always, always, always vote your hopes. I'm never going to tell you who to vote for, but I am going to tell you to vote for your hopes. Vote your hopes. Vote who you think is gonna do the best job and represent your interests as a free American the most. I'm gonna vote for adult choice. I'm gonna vote for liberty. I'm gonna vote for country. Stay hydrated, Hydro Homies, and uh, yeah, that's what I got for today, everybody. Thank you guys, seriously, so much for joining me. We always have a real nice, lively political discussion here on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, and trust me, I'm looking forward to the day when Tuesday, Bro Tuesday isn't just political tobacco control talk every single week. I like it, I like being involved, and I like everybody getting involved, but I am personally looking forward to a day when maybe we don't spend the entire Tuesday bro Tuesday time just talking about politics and tobacco control. Like maybe we could go have some fun. I guess that's maybe what the vlog is for. Anyway, thank you guys so much for coming out. I'll see you on Thursday afternoon at 4:30 for vlog day. But until that time, thank you guys, everybody so much for watching. Be excellent to each other and always, always, always keep on vaping. Peace guys. <laughs>